The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Mind Your Own Podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin. Where we stick to sports, except when we're not. Welcome back to another episode of the Mind Your Own Podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Sasha. And first and foremost, I feel like we have gained and a slew of new listeners in the last week. So if you are new here, for whatever reason, thank you. This last week has been a little bit wild to me with the podcast mm-hmm. because yeah. when we first launched it, I feel like we were obviously very excited. People who had been asking us to do this podcast for a while were very excited. Yeah. But this last week is where I feel like we gained um, some new listeners that maybe mm-hmm. hadn't been familiar with the show prior. Yeah. So thank and, you. Yeah. And the subject matter was... It's not easy to talk about sometimes the things that are a little uncomfortable or that not everyone sees eye to eye on, but it was thought I thought it was a very important conversation that we had. I do too, and I hope to keep talking about representation yeah. because the more I thought about it, and I, I do listen back to our podcast, I, I, as much <laughs> as it's hard, as hard as it is, it, it's important. People in media, we always say you should watch yourself, listen to yourself. You hear the things that you do or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I do listen to it. And it was one of those things where I felt like we could have had that conversation for another two hours. And I almost was thinking like, did we sell everyone short? But no, because these are conversations that shouldn't just happen one, one time. It's not a one and done deal. It's a, it's a continued conversation. So if, so if you're, you are someone like we received an email from a young woman named Abby, I've actually been fortunate to uh, get to know Abby a little bit through the College of Journalism. She's an aspiring sports reporter. If you're a young woman who has found this podcast or you were listening before, thank you so much because you, when you say things to myself or to Sasha about what it means to see us in these roles, I need you to know what it means to see you. Because so many of them though, they inspire the heck out of me because they walk into a room with no hesitation, even if you feel it. Even if they feel it, they walk in like, I own this. And what's so crazy to me about that is I did not walk into a room like that. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. I was so uncomfortable because I'm also very much a people pleaser, but I'm also a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's been a couple instances in my professional career that were, like, the most embarrassing things that ever happened to me because I didn't want to screw up because there's such a, a a pressure placed on you when you're a female, I think, to never screw up. Never be wrong. Like never F up, like ever. Just don't do it. It's like, I wish I would have had, I have the confidence a little more now, yes. but definitely not when I was just starting out. Absolutely I, not. I wish I had the confidence I have today. And even yeah. that is not, yeah. I could still work on that confidence. <laughs> yeah. I wish though I had that confidence 10 years ago. Yeah. Because I imagine where would, where would I be today if I would have just been more confident right. one, to ask for the things that I want to, I don't know, yeah. just 
so to the young women who have who have reached out either on Twitter or have emailed us, thank you because I need you to know that you inspire us as much as you're saying that we inspire you. I don't feel like I inspire anyone. <laughs> I know I'm like what? no 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 like you don't I don't know it, yeah. it's like it's surreal I think yeah. is what it is like I got pretty emotional the emails that you forwarded me yes. and like I got I got goosebumps when you brought up the one I think you're probably gonna read because I was. We don't see ourselves that way. No. I don't I think. We, well, that's the thing. This is actually a good reminder that we need, and we will get into this a little bit more in just a moment, but we need to be kinder to ourselves and we yeah. need to see ourselves. You know, I, there's a photo that's been going around on Instagram that cracks me up that's like, you don't need to be liked by everyone because you don't even like everyone. And it's so true. <laughs> it is. It is so true. <laughs> because we don't like everyone. Not everyone needs to like us. We're just not going to be a match for everyone. Like right. there are just some people that we're just, you know, it, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, we're not going to ever be pals. Right. All right. And so I know that there are people who are going to listen to me. They're going to say, I don't like your voice. I don't like this, whatever. Right. That's great. There are a million people in this world that then are able to, you know, if you're trying to right. find a podcast, we'll be the podcast for right. you or whatever. And so I, it's, it's one of those things where we just need to be kinder to ourselves because I yeah. often, when people compliment, I'm terrible at compliments. Oh I'm the deflect com yeah. I'm like, like, complimenter. Oh yeah. But blah, 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 blah. I'm like, Oh, that's so nice of you. I like your top, which is yeah. usually true. But right. it's like, I just feel like I have to deflect everything instead of just taking a moment and saying, thank you. Yeah. So actually that's another thing I've noticed with young women as I've worked with journalism students, mm -hmm. they are more confident in just saying thank you. And I'm not, yeah. I know I'm kind of like overgeneralizing. That's not the case for everyone. Right. But at least from an outsider's perspective, you have so much more confidence than right. <laughs> this generation. I'm, I'm envious of whatever was in the water for you because they're the ones <laughs> who are yeah. out there like, marching and protesting and um, creating groups. And you're seeing the Daily Nebraskan. Um, they just started a group, um, not a group, excuse me. They just started a, um, I, I, I don't know if the word is vertical, but basically they're going to put a heavier focus on Black Lives Matter. And they've, mm -hmm. um, they're creating an inclusivity board, I believe is what it is. Um, I'd have to go double check, but exactly how they say it. But still like they're putting these things in place that, you know, didn't yeah. exist a year ago. And right. so, you know, if you're somebody out there right now and you're asking yourself, should I go for this thing? Should I do it? Yes. You already know the answer because you're already doing everything. Yep. Do it. Just do it. I wish, I do wish I had like an ounce of the, not that I have like a plethora of confidence now, but I wish I had even an ounce of what I do now. Mm -hmm. And there are things that just happen naturally along the way that boost your confidence a little bit. One, you, comfortability, like right. just being comfortable where you're at, yep. which is like, it takes a minute to get there, I think for everybody. But I do wish that I had, I don't know what the hell they put in the water, but I wish I had some of that like 10, 12 years ago, because I'm comfortable where I'm at in my career now, but I think it would have gotten there a little bit faster had I had whatever the hell they're putting in the water. Oh yeah. The kids are all right. The thing is, is the kids are all right. Yes. I feel, feel totally fine yes. with the, the, the pathway that you're leading us on because like I said, I, so Abby, Abby was one of them. And I, I apologize because many of you reached out on Twitter. I just have the email inbox open in front yeah. of me, but she had just reached out and said, um, you know, she's a, she's a, in, 
she's a senior in sports media and communications. Um, she's, she's trying to carve away for herself in this world. She knows it'll be tough, but she, I, I, to hear her talk about, and she wasn't just talking to just you and I, but she's talking about all of these women that she has as benchmarks to look in front of her. And I'm so glad for that. I'm yeah. so glad because we've talked about in somebody tagged Linda Cohn on this on Twitter <laughs> yeah, and I, I appreciate that. it. Thanks for tagging her in. Um, <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, Linda's amazing. I, I like, I, like I said, last, last episode, Linda felt like she belonged to me and she still does. Like I'm yeah. oddly protective of her. I'm protective. Of, I'm protective of Aaron Andrews as well. Yeah. And this is going to sound really creepy. So if she's listening, I'm sorry, I'm not going to say <laughs> her name, but there's a young woman that is a, a sports journalist. I believe she's in the sports media and communications at UNL. Mm-hmm. I know she's on the dance team because I'm a huge like cheerleader, cheerleading <laughs> yes, dance team yeah. fanatic. Like I go to football games and like, yes, I'm there to cover, but I'm also like, okay, let's see what your cheerleaders are like. Like <laughs> that's my vibe. I really, really love cheer and dance. Um, I was talking about Erin Andrews, how she was a dancer at you, you know, the university of Florida and how yeah. people try to be like, Oh, well, she's so pretty. Like, like you can't be multifaceted. Right. I was on a zoom call for Nebraska last week and that young woman at Nebraska popped up. Her face was a couple of rows below mine. And I was so happy. I'm like, here's this beautiful dancer at Nebraska who's doing all of these things. And she's also kicking butt on this call as she should be. Right. And that just makes me happy because when Aaron Andrews originally started in the business, people try to use things like that against her. Like, right. oh, well, you can't be a dancer and also like sports, which it's like, well, that's what, weird. I guess. Why does that, why does that even make sense? Right. But in people, like when I say those things, they'll be like, no way people said that. No, I heard it. When I was in, when I was in high school and college, like people who, they, it was like, you couldn't have these, these I don't even know if like, it's not well-rounded, but it's like, you can't have multiple interests. Like if you're right. not highly focused, just right here, yeah. you can't be good at you it. You can't like music and like sports. It doesn't make sense. You can't right. look like this and like that. Like, I don't even understand what looks have to do with anything. I don't either. Whether knowledge doesn't equal one thing or the other. It's it knowledge. That's what it is. Like it doesn't, that's never made sense to me. Oh, and so for like anyone who's young getting into this, keep your passion, keep your yeah. interest in whatever it is, because honestly, we need it more than ever. You do you. You do you. Because to get into the topic that we wanted to talk about this week, I'm going to start here, but there is a reason. I have I have a way into this. So we all have to keep our passions. And I first and foremost want to say thank you to the individuals. A number of you messaged us both on Twitter and have emailed us sharing very personal stories about your own struggle with mental health, yeah. but have also shared um, just some thoughts on mental health and mm-hmm. sports and in just in general, not just in sports, but focused around what we were talking about a little bit last yeah. week. And I want to say thank you for that because for so many of you to be so open and honest, like I'm not going to read what you shared on our podcast. That will remain between us because mm-hmm. I feel like that was very, very nice of you to take the time to and personal, I think yeah, to so what we were talking about. Yeah. I want you to know if you ever email us, which is mind your own podcast at com. Unless you tell us, Hey, it's totally cool for you to share this. I view this as a personal conversation between Sasha and myself and you. And so thank you for sharing some of what you did, because I said this in one of the responses that when you read or you hear about other people, you feel less alone. Yes. So I want to start here. When we talk about keeping your interest, 
one of my interests, and you're going to like, I just can't wait to watch your facial expression. <laughs> one of my interests is watching the show Gilmore Girls. Oh, boy. So <laughs> it's it debuted 20 years ago this week, which is mind-boggling to me that that show is 20 years old. Yeah. It feels very relevant. So amazing job to Amy Sherman Palladino, who wrote it. She's problematic in some ways, but at least she created the show that has stood the test of time. I watch it religiously. I watch it. You know how some people put the news on in the background while they work? Yeah. I put Gilmore Girls on the background while I work. I love Gilmore Girls. I like to the point where I can recite it. I have episodes that like I can speak almost by heart. After I've had surgeries, like I had LASIK surgery and Kyle was asking me, my fiance was asking, well, what can I, do you want the TV on? Cause you can't see anything. And I'm like, just put on Gilmore Girls. Cause even if I can't see it, I know what's happening. (laughs) So the reason I bring that up is there was a TikTok that I watched earlier this summer that said people who do this tend to have anxiety because what is happening is it is a source of comfort because you know what's going to happen. There's no surprises. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that's changing. You know every outcome. And so therefore it's a comfort. It's, right. it's a thing that- I was it, just going to say, it's your security blanket yep. is what it sounded like to me. It yeah. is. Yeah. And I realized that I do that with Gilmore Girls. It is very much something that when I am having- any kind of day. It doesn't matter. A good day, bad day. It doesn't matter. If I just need this thing that makes me feel calm, I turn on Gilmore Girls because it just doesn't, nothing about it upsets me. Right. Okay. So the reason I share that is because right now more than ever, mental health is, mental health has always been very important, but I think there's a very bright spotlight being shined on mental health right now because yeah. of what we're going through, through this pandemic. Yeah. Because we, and we've talked about this before, everything has been taken from you for the most part that provides an outlet, something different, a change of scenery. If you're somebody who like for me, what you feel with Gilmore Girls, that might be how you feel when you get on an airplane and travel somewhere and go right. somewhere new. Or go to a concert or go to the movies or right, whatever watch sports. And a lot of that has changed. Yeah. Go to, go to, go anywhere. (laughs) And honestly, some of you, when you get so upset that fans won't be allowed at big 10 games, I think part of that is playing into it is because this has always been an outlet for you, right? This is something where you look forward to it every week, you know, every weekend in the fall, Mm -hmm. it gives you this like joy and there's nothing wrong with that. It's an escape. You don't have to think about anything else other than what is going on at that game. And now the game may frustrate you. You may get mad at X player or whatever. But like overall, I think when some of you are complaining about this, some of you not, but there are some of you where I'm like, I think it's just because this, this was probably your outlet and that outlet in some way, in some ways has been taken from you because you don't have the tailgates. You don't have the like the camaraderie, the big, you can't scream about they didn't, they should have run the ball. Yeah. (laughs) You don't get the big like celebrations and like the fun and all that stuff. Now you can do that in a limited sense at home, but we've been doing everything in a limited sense at home for a long time. So I realize the importance of more than ever acknowledging our mental health, but also being willing to talk about it. Yeah. So stepping back and saying, you know what? I am really disappointed. I'm not going to get to go to a Nebraska football game, but I recognize there's a level of it that is because 
this was my thing. Yeah. This was the thing that made me feel better. And now that has been removed. And honestly, that's so legitimate. Yeah. I, it's so legitimate. <laughs> it's like it, when it's something that you, it's like part of your identity mm -hmm. and that's taken from you and you've already got all this other shit that you've been dealing with all year. Like the, I know that feeling of empty. Mm -hmm. Like when they said no big 10 football initially, I was just like, oh, this sucks. It does. Now what did we look forward to on Saturday? Cleaning my house again? Great. I mean, <laughs> I kept figuring, I'm like, I'm just going to like, hopefully I survive. Like, I think so many people felt this where I'm like, hopefully we survive this with jobs. Yeah. Because yeah. many people, many people, when we were trying to say, you know, you can subscribe to Hill Varsity for um, $2.99 a month, which is, in my opinion, relatively cheap. But yeah. I'm not going to say it's the cheapest because obviously I understand everyone's finances are in a different place. And like, yeah. that would be incredibly insensitive of me to just assume that like everyone has $2.99 to drop a month. However, right. you can use the code TRYHV and get it for the first month for a dollar if you're ever interested. But when I would comment about that toward the beginning of um, fall after the Big Ten had canceled and people would come back and go, well, I would love to subscribe, but here's the thing, like, why would I right now? There's no sports. And I'm like, but this is when we need you. But that stuff, when yeah. I would read that, would make my, like, it would give me, it would give me severe anxiety because I'm like, well, what happens if everyone, like, how do you survive? Right. And so the thing is, is I think what my point is, I'm not telling you to go subscribe, but also telling you to go subscribe if you're able. But we all have things that are challenging. We all have things going on in our life. And the the email that we had originally received from Sky on this topic was on the piece that Diedrich Mills, he is a football player mm -hmm. for Nebraska. Um, he, he had a really good piece on healing mentally was the name of it. Yeah. I want to tell you a little bit about Diedrich Mills. He came to Nebraska after he was originally at Georgia Tech, lost his scholarship, went to junior college. He went to Garden City Community College, which is in Kansas, mm -hmm. and now he's at Nebraska. When he was original, when this whole thing was going on, I will say there were people who I saw mostly on Twitter that were like, "Well, why? Like, what's wrong with him? Essentially, why? Why did he get his scholarship pulled at Georgia Tech?" Mm -hmm. Why did he end up going here? He obviously has there. He broke team rules. Like what's Scott Frost doing? Yeah. Here's the thing. If you haven't had a chance to read this and I'm actually going to put this in the show notes for yes. everything. So people yeah. can go read these things. If you have not had a chance to read Diedrich's words himself, he talks about what led him to the point of where he lost his scholarship with Georgia tech. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a lot of things a lot of things that led to that moment yeah. for him, but he felt like he had the weight of the world on his shoulders. He was the the person that his family leaned on. He was the man of the family as he titles one section. He used football as an outlet, but however, it wasn't enough of an outlet. He turned to marijuana. He turned to um, alcohol. Mm -hmm. Things just started to spiral. It wasn't until he got to Nebraska and started meeting with a sports psychologist where he recognized this is not just this is bigger than just me, yeah. you know, having a tough time. Like this is built into me. Right. My mental health is something I have to care for just like my body in sports. That's the thing yeah. is we, we tell people all the time to be healthy. You need to do X, Y, Z when it comes to work out, eat well, blah, blah, blah. Yep. We don't do the same for our brains. Our brains are a yep. big giant muscle Yep. and we don't treat it the way that we should. Yeah. 
So it's the most important muscle. It is. It runs everything. None of the other <laughs> stuff are going to work if your brain is yeah. not healthy. So why wouldn't you take care of that? A hundred percent. And he, he was someone who didn't recognize it until he got to Nebraska and met with a sports psychologist. Now, Nebraska, I will give them a ton of credit, has taken has taken the steps to, they've hired an additional sports psychologist. I know in volleyball, um, John Cook is really adamant about team psychology, really mm-hmm. working with the psychology element of sports. Because yeah. for as good as you need to be as an athlete in the physical sense, the mental sense is just as important, if not if more. not more important. Yeah, it's and the thing I loved about Diedrich's story and what he shared is he's showing every other young athlete that is feeling the way he was feeling. One, it's okay if things if things go sideways. Right. You can get things turned back on track. Right. And don't be afraid to talk to people. That's the other part is yeah. don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to talk to someone. And he even admits like he was given this once in a lifetime opportunity to join Nebraska and to do that. But he, by sitting down and speaking with a sports psychologist while he was hesitant because he thought like, this is strange. This is a person I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I want to open up to him. He knew he needed to get better. And he knew that this person was there to help. And after through time, but to be clear, this is not, he's not, I hate the idea in mental health that like there's a fix. Yeah. It's a journey. Mental health is a journey. It's not a destination. It's just, honestly, it's just like, like fitness and nutrition. Mm-hmm. It's all a journey. It's got to become part of your lifestyle. Yes. Like, and the one thing that I'm glad you mentioned that when he said he was like, I'm talking to a total stranger. I'm just supposed to bear my entire soul and tell him my whole story. Right. That part can be terrifying. It can be. But if you don't get it out how, how are you going to fix anything? And, you know, I think I've had, I've had friends who've gone to, um, different therapists or psychologists and like the first person they see wasn't the right fit. And they're like, okay, this isn't this, there's nothing again. It's just like, we don't like all people. So like, you're not going to find necessarily the right person right off the bat. So if you're someone who's like, well, I went and saw somebody once, but it just didn't feel like a good fit. That just wasn't the right fit with that person. Go give another person a try because for those that I know that have found the, 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 their person, Mm -hmm. it it is weird and awkward and uncomfortable at first, but it is something that they look for, like look forward to now. I like through my life, I've been intermittently kind of in and out of therapy. The very first person I went to talk to when I was like 12, because I was angry. I was an angry kid. I had a lot of stuff happen. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> laughing. I just love, I just love your like visualization. You're like, lot, like angry. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you guys think I'm angry now. It's usually sarcasm. <laughs> but I was, I just didn't understand a lot of things that were happening in my life. Mm-hmm. I hated that person. Because when you're 12, you think like, okay, my mom's making me do this, right. you know. The one I found for the first time when I was an adult, oh my goodness, not a fit, not a fit at all. I couldn't talk to the guy, but that happened. My last one was the best therapist I've ever had in my life. I could talk to her about everything. And I walked in the room and I knew immediately that I was going to be able to actually start to get some work done because I felt comfortable around her. And that's the thing. Like how many times, okay, 
how many times have you gone to a dentist or a doctor and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I, you know, this person isn't my fit. Like I'm going to go find a different dentist or a different doctor. And like, that's totally acceptable and fine. Like it's right. okay, cool. You're going to go find a new dentist. Yeah. For instance, there's nothing wrong with this, but my dentist recently retired and the person who was taking over his practice, it just wasn't a fit. This nice guy. Yeah. I just was like, I can just tell right now that like, I'm not going to, be your favorite patient and um, I'm not going to love coming to the dentist. So that, but there's nothing wrong with that. Right. They understand. So again, same thing with like mental health professionals. You're not going to find a person. Maybe you will right off the bat, but you might not. And that's okay. It's totally okay. Honestly, like aside from that, the fact that if you're going to take that step because you're not feeling okay, which is normal and okay to not be okay. The fact that you are willing to take that step for yourself speaks volume, mm-hmm. more volumes than anything else. Like, mm-hmm. if you're feeling that way, one, you're not alone. Two, I am hardly ever just okay. Like, oh. I, and I realize that. But had I not gone to seek out help, I wouldn't recognize the times when it's about to get bad, you know? So taking the time and actually investing in yourself a little bit like is, is so worth it. Yeah. I remember. So I remember after our accident. Um, so, and this is why brains are amazing for whatever reason after. So for anyone who doesn't know, I was in a really serious car accident. Excuse me. I was in a really serious car accident almost about, gosh, almost four years ago, mm-hmm. 2016. Um, and my, my primary doctor that I saw, she was a burn I'm not going to say burn specialist because that doesn't feel like enough. She's like a burn queen. Like Mm -hmm. she knew what she was doing and then some. Right. Um, But she, she was amazing because she would always check in with me. Like, how are you doing? How are things? And like, for the most part, like I, like I was okay. And this is why I'm saying like brains are an amazing thing. Like my brain was processing things fairly well. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm not just saying that, like, I really was processing it okay. Like, yeah. there's a lot of concern with, like, how the burns were going to change my face and, like, you know, my hairline or whatever. Like, with these things. And, yeah, there's some days where I'm like, man, this really sucks. I wish I had, like, no scarring. Yeah. Um, But, like, I processed it fairly well. But I remember one time I came in and I told her, I was like, I'm getting really, like, anxious. Like, there, there will be these moments where I just, um, I feel like, I don't belong in my body any longer. And like, I feel like I want to like crawl out of my skin and mm-hmm. I was explaining it to her and she, um, rec- like she prescribed just a type of medicine that she was like, you don't need to take this all the time. Just when you're starting to feel that, just take this and it will help just calm you down because mm-hmm. she recognized, she recognized what was happening was anxiety. And of course was like, if you need to speak with somebody that is also okay. And like, gave me all of the resources and tools I needed. Mm-hmm. But it was amazing how that her recognizing that like what I was telling her was anxiety. Yeah. She was able to give me something that was a tool that I knew when I could feel it and I could yeah. feel it coming on. I would go, I would go take a, my, my medicine and 10 minutes later, it wasn't better. Like it wasn't perfect, but I felt better. Calmer. I could process then what was happening. Like I could see, I could, I started to recognize what was triggering this for me. And by talking with her and by having these outlets and having these resources, and I'm not saying medicine is the the solution for everyone. Mm -hmm. Just in this particular case, she saw it as an opportunity to help alleviate some of the stress. Yeah. And 
I'm so thankful for her, her recognizing that because like I said, I felt like I had failed in some way. Yeah. Cause I'm like, well, why am I, you know, nothing's wrong. Like everything's fine. Like I'm okay. So why, why is this happening? Why do I feel like this? And she's like, you've just gone through a giant traumatic yeah. event in your yeah. life. Like it's going to happen. And it, she's right. And yeah. so even to this day, and Kyle, my fiance could tell you this, I have moments where I'm like, I'm getting really anxious. Like I can feel it. And mm-hmm. when, now when I know I may go turn on Gilmore Girls, I'll go do something that I know right. is going to like be my way of like processing for myself. Yeah, like uh, decompress Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I, I mean... I know I'm like, I feel anxious now because this, <laughs> this conversation requires me to be vulnerable, which is very hard for me to do. But I have been through a few traumatic experiences in my life and I didn't realize, I didn't, one, I didn't know what PTSD was, first of all. I didn't know what the different disorders were of the brain. You know, the major ones like right. depression and, and things like that. Right. So when I actually started getting serious, because I, I know I mentioned earlier that I spent a lot of time when I was younger being angry, but that kind of carried over some in adulthood where I didn't know what, how to handle a, an argument mm-hmm. with, an, with another adult because it always automatically brought me back to being a little kid and seeing my parents fight. Like yeah, this, you went into like a defense mode. Yes, yes. And so instead of handling anything I would just freak out and then disappear because if I just leave it'll just stop right like that that feeling that you get I I would get anxious and then I would also get that feeling like I'm doing something wrong I'm bad mm-hmm. which when I was reading the Kevin if you haven't read it we'll post this and too we'll put this in there the Kevin, Players yeah. Tribune um Kevin Love's article that he wrote I identified so much with some of the stuff he was saying because I was like ah. Oh, that feeling is so hard to actually describe out loud. So until I found my therapist and like actually started talking about the stuff from my childhood, the traumatic thing that happened to me when I was adult and, and things like that, she was like, okay, well, first of all, here is what I have borderline personality disorder, which means for me, a different part of my brain takes over when emotional experiences happen to me. I just don't think the same way that other people do. There isn't a medication for that. You actually have to do the work. Right. <laughs> Which is hard. Right. But had I not had those tools in my toolbox, I would have, it's not easy to spiral or hard to spiral, I should say, in general when it comes to mental health. But because I went and talked to somebody and I figured out what the hell was going on in my head, I'm more capable and better equipped now to handle and jump ahead of the things that normally would happen in my brain. So instead of being emotional or, and my, my go-to emotion is anger. <laughs> so instead of like dealing with stuff, I just get mad. Yeah. Like it didn't matter if I was scared or if I was depressed or sad, I would just get mad. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get that. Like, I was like, why am I like this? It doesn't make sense. I'm like unable to be a functioning adult in certain situations, but I wouldn't have known that had I not gone and talked to somebody. Right. I would have no idea. I wouldn't have any of the tools I have in my toolbox. I'm not sure that without going to talk to somebody, I would be here in the capacity that I am. I wouldn't be as present. I would, you know. And I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you brought that up because that's, so I just want to say really quick for anyone that's listening, I, I want to be clear. I'm, 
I'm not a, I'm not a professional at a lot of these things. And I said this a couple of episodes ago when we talked about, um, racism and, um, systemic Mm -hmm. racism and just police brutality that I'm going to fumble through a lot of these things because I'm glad that you brought that up. I want to be clear with what I said. Um, but this is actually a really, really great point. There are, again, going back to mental health as a journey, not a destination. Mm -hmm. There are so many pathways to the way to handle mental health and professionals know because they're experts, right? um, what the best way path, the best pathway forward for you is. So that's not always going to be medication. Mm -hmm. That's not always going to be just simply, um, it's not a like here, take this and be gone. It it is going to take work. And um, I actually, some people still know this about me. A lot of people I don't think do. I worked for a while at Boys Town in Omaha, which, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that was a big piece for them was mental health, it Mm -hmm. is still a big piece for them. But their whole goal is not if they can if they can remove medications from children, that's their goal because they would rather have the work be done like the 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 actual work versus however if somebody does need medication for an anxiety or something, Mm -hmm. they're never gonna take that from you because all of these pieces play a role into making you the best version of yourself for yourself. Yeah. It's not about making you anything for anyone else. It's all about how do you feel? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think the thing that I loved about Kevin Love and him coming forward is that, again, similar to Diedrich Mills, it's going to change, it's going to change things for other people. Yeah. I, Kevin Love was, got super vulnerable and one thing that stood out for me in the article was I know that I'm luckier than a lot of people, but it didn't mean that I didn't feel that same way that other people do. Mm-hmm. Helpless. You don't want to be around anybody. You don't understand why this is happening and the anxiety that comes along with depression. Mm-hmm. And then to be like the only way that I was going to get myself out of that was to go talk to somebody, which is honestly the scariest step. Mm -hmm. But I think that him being that vulnerable and being like, this isn't just you. It's not just this class of people. It's not just male or female. It's everyone. Everyone. Is, can, can be affected by mental health. And I, I think the reason I, I stumbled for a second is I, and these are these are why these when I say earlier that these conversations are not a one and done, they'll happen over a period mm-hmm. of time. I I understand that like I don't fully understand mental health and I, I'm not a professional. So I'm 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 sitting here like as I'm talking and I'm like, okay, am I am I saying things wrong? Am I going to turn someone away because I'm not saying it right? And the one thing I would like to get away from is being afraid of messing up because if we mess up, we can correct, we can, we mm-hmm. can correct ourselves. And so I do just want to say if to anyone who's listening, if you're like, Oh, Aaron, that's, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if like, that's the way to say that. Like you're probably right. <laughs> um, I just think the thing, like when I see Kevin love in the player's tribune and he says things in there, like the very first line being depressed is exhausting. Yes. And then he goes on to say, let's just call it what it is. Some days are total shit, right? It feels good to say it. 
the thing by Kevin Love saying this and the thing by Diedrich Mills posting what he did on Huskers.com is for people both young and old. It doesn't matter. Like not only are kids going to look at this and be like, well, if my favorite players, you know, feel the way I do, I can also, right. you know, I can also be okay with, you know, my own state of mind, wherever I'm at in my journey. But for people who are older, who maybe have been battling this far longer than they needed to, to see somebody else saying, it does feel good to say it. It does feel good to yeah. say to somebody else, like, you're not alone. We're in yeah. this. Some days are just total shit. Today effing sucks. And you know what? Sometimes weeks are total shit. Yes. But for everyone who, and I'm just, I'm like, if, if anyone hears me like aggressively typing, <laughs> um, I, I think every single time we hear, so in the case for like, for women, hearing women like Serena Williams, having the experience she did with postpartum, um, she she went through a number, number of po- her postpartum experience that she has shared, mm-hmm. um, it's harrowing. And I'm so glad that she did because yeah. so many more women now are going to go, oh my gosh, okay, I'm not I'm alone, not alone in yeah. this. Like if Serena Williams, arguably one of the best athletes in the world, best athletes in the world can feel the way I do. Yeah. That's not like, okay. Yeah. I mean, this is why mental health is so important in in conjunction with physical health, because you can be the best physical athlete in the world, but if your mental peace is, is if we're not caring for that, it's going to affect everything else. Yeah. It can derail everything. It can. And so if you're somebody who's sitting there right now and you're like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm having a day, a week, a month, a month, a year, 2020. Sorry. I just did the friends oh. clap. <laughs> um, uh, there's one person I know that's going to listen to that and appreciate it. Um, it's okay. I think, yeah. I think just being able to know it's okay to not be okay. And there are so many pathways to be okay. And they're yep. going to look different for everyone. It could be and it doesn't have to be going, if you're not comfortable going and talking to a therapist, they have 800 numbers where you can do it basically anonymously now. If you just need someone to talk to, mm-hmm. there are resources everywhere. You don't have to be alone. You're not alone. And it's okay to not be okay. In fact, one of the emails, the individual who t- talked to us shared that it was his employee assistance program yes. that ultimately led him to talk to someone. Yeah. There, there are those resources out there. I mean, there's text options now. Yes. Like, there's so many ways they to- They have a chat, uh, virtual chat online that you can mm-hmm. just do from your computer if you'd rather do it that way and you don't want to physically speak to someone. Yeah, it's just that's, that's just that connection. Yes. It's just having that, knowing that there are people for you that are there for you. And I know this sounds like hollow over a podcast, but just know that like- people are rooting for you. Like I, we're rooting for you and we don't, we don't know you, but the reason why is because every single person has something to offer and you are important, you matter. And the more that we can be open and honest and have these conversations and have, have people like Diedrich and Kevin and Serena Williams Mm -hmm. and the list goes on and on who are willing to say, these are the things that I face, the better we will be because we will all start to realize we're not in this alone. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that it speaks volumes and I think that it, it's taken damn long enough to start actually being able to have these conversations out loud. Let's like 
strip that stigma off of mental health. It doesn't matter if it's not just limited to depression. No. It's not just limited to, you know, anxiety or stress. Right. It's a whole host of things. There's and the so only way you things. can figure that out for yourself to like really get to the bottom of what's going on, if you have anything going on, is to just, you got to be okay with talking about it. And it is okay to talk about it. And honestly, isn't that cool? Okay. Go with me. It is cool. Isn't it cool that we as a society and our doctors and the people that are making these, they, they're able to expand beyond what we understand about these things. Yes. Because I remember when I was growing up with eating disorders, the only eating disorders you know, knew of were anxiety and bule- or anxiety, anorexia and bulimia. Yeah. And it has it has now changed into, no, there's this world of disordered eating. There's yeah. this world of it. Yeah. And- that's, that's honestly, for me, as somebody who had a form of disordered eating, it helped me recognize like, okay, so I didn't fall into these two buckets, but I fall into this one. Right. And so now I have a better, it's just, it's, isn't that cool that like we are advancing enough that we, we can say it doesn't fall into these silos right. and that's okay because yeah. you it don't could be a couple things, but science is cool like that. Science you know? is cool. Trust you... scientists. <laughs> <laughs> like figuring yeah, I think you said it really well. Like knowing that you don't have to fall into one box or the other or this or that. Just We're all like, unique. Maybe you just had a shitty day and you just need someone to talk to you for a few minutes just to be like, ugh, and just vent. Like yeah. that's a form of mental therapy, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe you just need a podcast. I mean, <laughs> exactly. that's what we're here for. And I, I do have to say though, and like, I do want to have this conversation further than today because, yes. you know, we, we definitely, and actually I want to hear from you. I want to point this out. We are trying to find what we think is the right amount of time to speak about things. Like how long should these podcasts be? How many podcasts should we have in a week? We're right. having a lot of conversations. If you have any feedback, please share it with us. We're at mind your own podcast at hailvarsity.com because we never want to feel like we're cu- we're we're cutting off the conversation if you want more right. but we also don't want to take several hours of your week unless you want us to right um so i would love the feedback if you want to shoot us an email at mind yeah. your own podcast at hailvarsity.com or you can tweet at us i'm at aaron sorensen you're at Sasha 72. Yes. <laughs> I'm always so excited. And for somebody who doesn't listen, who maybe is just joining this week, it's like, why are you so excited about her Twitter <laughs> handle? Because I always say it wrong. It's fine. She's just she's just trying to get you to go to Instagram because that's where the money is. Um, no, but we do really appreciate it. And I do want to just end on one really quick thing that honestly, when we talk about the importance of mental health, I won't get into this in this podcast, but trust me, it will come back it is so important that you vote. Um, especially when you look at your local elections and look at what's on the ballot, voting is going to be important because you need to be looking at how it will affect your health care. Those things matter mm-hmm. when it comes to your access to mental health care. Um, it also, you can look local elections. You'll see, you'll see things on your ballot, whether it's the individual or certain, certain like policies that are in the like process of being passed it's really important that you look into that and I really appreciate this because someone emailed this in if you have a mail-in ballot or an absentee ballot do not let that sit on your kitchen table for too long be timely with it make sure you follow all of the like rules on it you have to sign the back of the mail-in you have to sign the envelope do not do any of those do not give a reason for your ballot not to be counted just triple quadruple check everything 
and then make sure that you vote because these yeah. things matter when we talk about how we will have access to the care that we need. And I want you all to have the care that you need. Yes, so absolutely. Make sure you get yourself. Some of you still are able to register to vote. A whole slew of them just ended earlier this week. But if you're not sure, Nebraska, you still have the ability to register to vote. Make sure you go do it and get yourself taken care of because the the single the single greatest thing that we can do for ourselves is just make our voices heard in this yes. way. But also take care of yourself this week. Yes. Be kind to yourself. I Always just, be kind to yourself. And you know what? Being kind to others kind of helps you be kind to yourself too. It does. You know, but only if they deserve it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But we do appreciate it. Thank you so much for your emails, your time, uh, being here. Share this podcast with somebody else that you know if you think that they should be listening as well. We love to hear from you. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. But keep sending us ideas. This yeah. this was great. I, I want to talk about this more. So if this is a topic that interests you, let us know as well. Yeah. We'll talk to you next week. See you next Wednesday.